One Gamba Tall This is the Dave Duke Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Dave Duke Podcast. My name is Dave Duke and today we're live from my car. Here we go. Welcome aboard this experimental episode. For those who are wondering how I'm doing this, I have wired Apple earphones that has a far better, far superior mic quality than Apple AirPods at a fraction of the price. And that's what we're recording with in the car. Of course, it's hands-free for safety purposes. I've just been in Kinloch, County Leitrim, doing a bit of sympathising four-hour round trip for two minutes of handshakes but that's why we love funerals love wakes love sympathizing as Irish people it's one of our greatest traditions one of our greatest assets is offering sympathy to other people in their hour of need in their hour of grief I love it I hate the English way it's so fucking cold Someone dies and they're buried for three weeks And you have to be invited to the funeral Jesus, if you had to be invited to an Irish funeral There'd be riots There'd be people ringing up the grief and going I'm fucking coming whether I'm invited or not It's a lovely tradition I will talk and do a podcast on grief and death And the experience of being at the centre of a funeral That isn't your own, obviously it's a. It's something that we all have to experience, but is rarely talked about. But today is about driving. We're currently just after leaving Leitrim Village, stop for some water. We're on our way back to Athlone, so I'm going to bring you through Carrigan Shannon now in the next few minutes. I'm going to have to give this fella the full lights now because he's not dipping. Full lights, any dips. Go on, you thick bastard. Fog lights on and her as clear as day. Turn off your fog lights, you clown. In the eyes of the Road Safety Authority, I wouldn't be considered a good driver. In the eyes of myself, I am Max Verstappen. Levels of precision driving. I probably drive a little bit too quick. I probably take too many a risk. In the words of Ayrton Senna, the world's greatest Formula One driver, considered by many to be, if you no longer go for a gap that does not exist, then you are no longer a racing driver, he once famously said. Now, that man drove straight into a wall and died. So I don't know if I should take advice from him, but he is one of my favourite drivers of all time in Formula One. And there's a great documentary called Senna. And even if you're not into Formula One or motorsport, I think you'd really, really enjoy it. It's better than the latter seasons of Drive to Survive, which has gone to fucking shite. Couldn't watch the last season. Overhyped wank. 
Luckily, I don't have to. By the way, some of the pauses is going to be me supping water. Just like the last two pauses. Uh, we're actually coming into Carrick and Shannon now. So I'll give you a live. Oh shit, they're putting up the Christmas lights. Well, this could be fun or not. The hive is vests are out. So we're coming from the Kinlock side of Carrick and Shannon. We're here at Gracie's Bar now. Oh, all's closed off for the the lights. They're putting them up. Actually, you know what? We can turn left and go round the the long way. If Carrigan Shannon, fair play. Oh, by with the high vis vest out. We'll go round the long way in Carrigan Shannon. How are you doing? Give him a wave. I don't wave back. Anyways, you take cunt. Uh, pet peeves on the road. People not waving back. <laughs> Man is volunteering his time for the town of Carrigan Shannon putting up the lights and just because he doesn't wave to me he's a cunt he's probably a lovely fella altogether so we're in a Audi A4 black 2012 S line black edition imported from the north in 2019 I have this car about 4 years and it was only fully paid off for in the credit union this year so I am the proud owner of this car she's not on finance and that's why when people say oh you're going to change anytime soon are you going to get a BMW or are you going to upgrade I think yes but then I think no the price of used cars these days is diabolical we're getting rid left right and centre in this country don't get me wrong, I love getting the ride. I just hate being rid. And we are being rid every day of the week. From cups of coffee to diesel and petrol, God help you if you're a smoker. You go into the supermarket and they're like cash, card, or would we just bend you over the counter? Like, I don't know which would be less painful nowadays. So I won't be changing the car anytime soon. Don't want to be lumped with a load of finance again. So I'm going to stick with this yoke. She's on 115,000 miles. I brought her in with about 50. So you do the maths. I've done 50, about, what's that? 65,000 miles in this car. Two of those years were in a pandemic. I'm averaging about 20,000 miles a year. Luckily, I don't commute for work it's only 10 minutes I'm actually living in that loan for those people who don't know I keep thinking I'm living at home driving 2 hours to and from work every day living in that loan 10 minutes over and back that's great but the most driving I do is gigs at the weekend whether I'm in Galway or Carrigan Shannon Copperface Jacks now in Dublin I might be a good bit away and then there's weekends where you'll be doing Friday, Saturday and Sunday and you're putting up serious mileages over the weekend. You should see the footwell of this car. Passenger side is just bottles everywhere. Plastic bottles. If David Attenborough seen my car, he would pull out a handgun and shoot me between the eyes. And he'd be right to. Because if he shot me, there'd be more turtles alive. But also, fuck the turtles when it comes to plastic straws. 
they're far superior. The paper straws don't have a patch on them. They go soggy. Milkshakes are unbearable with them. No, I'm not carrying around a metal straw in my car so mould can grow inside of it and kill me that way. Just give me a plastic straw. What would they do it? You know, do you know why plastic straws were killed off? Basically, one video. One video where a big fuck-off turtle in the sea got a plastic straw stuck up its nose. Then these, oh, save the planet, people, pulled the plastic straw out with the tweezers. And the whole world went mental. Honestly, go to YouTube, go turtle plastic straw, and you'll find it. I think it might be on 70 million views. That one turtle basically banned plastic straws for all of us and ruined milkshakes. Fuck that turtle. Or tortoise. I don't know which ones be in the same. Obviously I'm jesting and joking here. Before some newspaper like The Independent puts up, Dave Duke says, fuck the turtles. I do and I don't. Or just after passing an Octavia there that was pulling in on the left-hand side of the road. Wouldn't mind an Octavia VRS now. Fine vehicle. Fine, fine vehicle. You're probably thinking, have you had any crashes, Dave? Have you ever made shit of the oak? Once. I've had scrapes. I've had bumps. I've been too close to curbs. I've had blown out tires. But uh, one crash where it was well and truly my fault and my fault only. And Bollockson was involved. And it's about ten years ago. I had a silver Peugeot 206, it was 00, and I was bringing a couple of ho- lads home from Bundorn in County Donegal, they were going home to a place called Resenver. Resenver out in the fucking bark arse of beyond, probably one of the most remote parts in Leitrim. Leitrim is remote and then you have Resenver. Cavemen live out there, it's that remote. There's brown bears still living in Resenver. Don't believe me? Go look yourself. It's that remote. This is where Eamon Ryan would put his wolves if he got his way. It'd be Resenver. The lads didn't have a hope in hell of getting home or getting a taxi. And I was sober. I was just after a gig. I'll bring you home, lads. No fucking bother, hi. So we went out what's referred to as the rocks. You're going out over a mountain road. And the only way I can describe this road to you is that it's that dangerous that once upon a time they ran a rally stage on this with professional rally drivers and they never ran it again because so many people crashed. It was that dangerous and still is. Only the locals use it. And on this particular night, I was using it to bring the lads home. And we were driving fast and then driving slow and pulling handbrakes and doing wheelie burns and spin-offs. All in a Peugeot 206. We weren't going that speedy after all. She was only a one litre. But we're nearly home. We're about 400 yards from the lads' houses. They know this is nearly over. I know the crack is nearly over. And one of them shouts from the back dip the lights and give her the shoe which means dip the lights make sure there's nothing coming and give her the shoe aka give her the fucking shoe son so it was a blind hill blind crest so you dip the lights to make sure there's nothing coming and we 
give her the shoe dropped her a gear and away we went and we jumped this hill and no longer had the wheels touched the ground then there was these headlights in her eyes there was a car coming the other way we couldn't see it from behind the other side of the hill nor the dip lights did not help and we stuck her to the road I'm driving by the way when I say we it was me tyres wouldn't have been that great it was a slippy greasy road and now no harm to the women of the world but sometimes by doing the right thing you're not doing the right thing at all this woman seen me coming at her flat out so instead of pulling in left she panicked and stuck the car to the middle of the road so there's only half a car width each side to go by her so I picked the left side and we go flaking down by her and I let her off the gas and give her the shoe again thinking fuck we've just got away with this not seeing the bank approaching quite fastily on my left hand side and we hit the bank car came to a rest and then she flipped over on her side slowly it happened in slow motion so the three other lads who was in the car jump out thankfully there's not a fucking patch on them they're happy out the most injuries they suffered was one lad panicked and used the other lad's head as a stool to get out of the car but I was trapped the seatbelt had caught me in such a way that it would not open so I'm fighting with the seatbelt take a couple of deep breaths eventually I'm able to pop it open without cutting it open and get out of the car flip it back in its wheels one of the tyres was blown out bit of damage, bit of steam thought might be the greatest idea to try and drive this home I think she's fucked so off we trot the rest of the 400 yards to the lad's house and the mother gets up and puts us on tea a few scones, a bit of jam a few old sandwiches for the lads after their traumatic event first of all as long as the lads were sound and I hadn't killed anyone I didn't really care yeah the thoughts went to the car how much is this going to cost how am I going to get a new car how am I going to get to work on Monday but once everyone was alright fuck the car money comes and goes cars come and go but if you were to hurt someone in an accident life wouldn't be worth living now that doesn't excuse the lad that I was giving a lift home to taking my jumper and wearing it constantly forevermore till there wasn't a thread left in it I had bought a brand new Azuri jumper that day I gave it to him I lent it to him because it was in the boot of the car and he had no jumper and we had to walk the 400 yards and there was the standing about so I threw him the jumper as much as hi sorry about that here's this she give it back to me another time can't never give it back tight bastard I wrecked my car leaving him home and <laughs> the fucker still took my jumper no point asking for it back now it was 10 years ago and he wore it that much that he wore thin the bastard but as long as he was alright and the other lad was alright so be it fuck the car fuck the jumper we're all safe and we're here to tell the tale I was the one crash that I had of my own volition I've had a traveller run up my arse before for an old campo claim scheme 
I think I don't know what he was playing at but I remember getting the slip from the guard when he came and it was name surname no fixed abode and I thought to myself well this is going to be fun London Victoria Insurance in London was his insurance brokers and they were like oh yeah we're going to fix the bumper of your car mate I was like oh brilliant and they were like, oh, oh um, are you in the Republic of Ireland? Yeah, you fucking knew that all along. Oh, sorry, we won't be able to fix your car since you're in the... Hi, forget about it. It was only a wee crack. Not getting stuck in. Did I have any other crashes? I've been told about crashes that I've been in as a child. In a Mark II Escort in through a hedge as a cub. I just, I've always loved cars. From four years of age, I've wanted to go fast. I wanted to be a rally driver, but then I realised the costs and expense. I don't come from a rich family. We're not business people. We live within our means. So that was out of the question. But I'd love to win the lotto or make so much money that I could go rallying. It'd be wonderful. But for now, no, I'll just stick to the roads. We're currently on the straight. Um, not into Tulsk. We're, we're about five, ten minutes away from Tulsk. Tulsk, one of my favourite places to say in Ireland. Tulsk. T- oh, Jesus Christ, the bumps here are diabolical. We're doing the speed limit and we'll be thrown side to side. Can't believe I forgot how bumpy it is. I suppose there's added uh, attention when you're recording a podcast. I I've only been done once for speeding. I've been clamped twice, fined for parking a few times. My record is clean enough, like. I currently hold a clean driver's license, and I hope that's the way it'll stay. The one time I was done for speeding was in Sligo And it was in the town 65 kilometres in a 50 And to this day I don't know where I got done in Sligo town I know I drove through Sligo town On that date that they said I did But I don't know where I got done Had to be one of those speed vans But I would imagine Most people when they get done for speeding They know Oh shit I passed that speed van the guard pulled me in and stopped me well I definitely know I'm getting done then to this day I don't know where I got done and I just paid the fine made it go away got done once for tax it was a Sunday evening I was heading back to Athlone I was still doing the hub nighttime show at the time just had no money had no money for putting tax on the car it's paying extortionate rent for a shitty apartment in the middle of Athlone taxing my car was the last thing in my mind when you're living off hula hoops and toast and paying extortionate rent in a non-well-paying job, car tax is way down your list of priorities. But I got done in that crockery, which we will travel through this evening. I don't know if you'll still be with me. We might wrap up the podcast before we get to that crockery. And this guard with the most 70s US cop moustache done me. And I pleaded with the bastard. I told him, I told him essentially what I told you. I'm living off hula hoops on toast and I'm paying mad rent. 
and the electricity is writing me up the arse and I just don't have money and insurance is writing me to I'm just getting right guard and there's no way that you should write me to for 80 euro for being out of tax but he did have a point I was out of tax that long that he could have rang for backup and got the car compensated so he'd done me for tax and I actually don't hold any animosity towards him funny enough he was only doing his job maybe if I was a month out of tax I would have felt more hard done by him but he got me fair and square so not only was I being rid by the rents and the electricity and getting fuck all wages you decided to ride me too guard paid the fine no penalty points for getting done for tax so that's handy isn't it not that you should use that as a motto for life or anything Speeding fines are 160 euro now. Yes, 160 euro. Doesn't matter if you're caught five kilometers over by a speed van. 160 euro. I think I'd learn my lesson if I was caught by a speed van and had to pay 160 euro. That's a lot of money. So I try and stick within the speed limits to the best of my ability. But here's the theory that I can't say on the radio for good reason slow drivers sometimes and please note the word sometimes can be far more fucking dangerous than someone who's speeding someone doing 20 to 30 kilometers on a 100 kilometer road in my opinion is definitely more dangerous and a liability to the public than someone doing 105 or 110 kilometers on a 100 kilometer road. They hold up traffic, they frustrate people into taking risks, and I've seen it time and time and time and time again. 20 to 30 kilometers on a 100 kilometer road could be exaggerating, but let's say 50 to 60, that's far more realistic and far more common on a 100 kilometer road. And there's a line of 10, 15 cars behind them. And I know the reasoning is solid. That you're not going to gain fuck all time by passing this person out. And I understand the road safety authorities ads that they were putting out. They were like, oh, if you're speeding by 20 kilometers, you're only going to be home 30 seconds earlier. What's 30 seconds if you kill everybody? But when you're stuck behind a car doing half the speed limit for 10 minutes, 10 kilometers, whatever it may be logic and reason go out the fucking window you just become utterly frustrated at this absolute gobshite on front of you holding you up so you start to take risks on treacherous roads where you wouldn't take risks on treacherous roads Theresa isn't that right Theresa that's right Theresa Mannion we're behind the Sligo Hollage and distribution lorry now not even going to bother passing it. It's doing 78 kilometres in this 100k road. Unless he gives the out left indicator in. And then we'll go by him in a safe place. But would you agree? Slow drivers can be pricks and menaces to society. But you're never going to hear that on a road safety authority ad. Because... Well, why? Because it gives dicks like me... 
ammunition to be like, yeah, I fucking told you. I told you. Old ones as well. Jesus. I've had more close ones with micros than I've had with Volkswagen Boras. I'll tell you that for nothing. Also, I have a theory. I Actually, no. We'll stick with old ones and then we'll get to the theory. Mass scores. Mass scores will lamp the car fucking anywhere. They'd park parallel on a zebra crossing if they could get an inch closer to Jesus. I know you might be brittle and frail. But if you're so brittle and frail that you have to be wedged in the front doors of the chapel, then maybe you shouldn't be going to Mass. Maybe you could watch it on RT News. News Now. They stream the Mass every weekend. You'll get it on the radio. Heck, get yourself an iPad. You can watch Mass from any parish you want. Rather than holding up an entire town. I don't know which is worse. A GA game being on... Or mass. I think mass. Fucking they'll park anywhere. So mass definitely is the worst thing for parking. And then I think it's little. Little car parks are a danger. When it comes to old ones. Uh, Duns. I don't know where to rank and tier the supermarkets. But definitely I notice in little car parks. Old ones and micros. And Opal Courses are a menace to society. Not only are they brazen enough to try and skip you in a queue and pretend that you're not there, they'll also park themselves in the doors of the supermarket. Weapons they are. Hire cars is another one. These are the statistics that I can't get out of the RSA. How many higher car drivers cause accidents every year in Ireland? Also, the proportion of news coverage that goes towards Donegal tragedies seems skewed. More people die in Cork every single year in road traffic accidents than do in Donegal. But for some reason, Donegal gets all the news coverage. It doesn't get trains, it doesn't get infrastructure, it's lacking in investment, it's roads are shit. But if there's a tragedy, then it's flies to the shit to cover it. Whereas Cork, I don't know why it gets away with it. Not that it gets away with it, but why is there such less focus? Like if you ask anyone on the street, no matter where they're from in this country, where do most road deaths occur? pick a county in this country they'll probably pick Donegal even though Cork is far worse every year it's interesting and every road death is an absolute tragedy I still think about the 2010 Ireland's worst road crash ever, it didn't even make reeling in the ears which to me was such a misstep by the producers of reeling in the ears 8 people died I know exactly where I was when I heard the news. I was on the way back from Oxygen. Could not believe it. A travesty. And more needs to be done about road safety and better public infrastructure and transport. So we actually... We went through Tulsk's there and I didn't even tell you. We're a good bit away from Knockcrackery. We're passing McSherry Brothers. 
they're the Cabelco and Digger dealers this side of the world we're still behind the Sligo haulage and distribution Larry and it's nearly time to say good luck God bless and take care I hope you enjoyed this experimental episode of the Dave Duke podcast I hope the quality is up to your standard I pride myself on the quality of recordings but this is oh sorry this is an experiment so hopefully you've bared with it and enjoyed it Maybe you have enjoyed some of the points I've made. Merch link in bio. By the time you're listening to this, it's nearly. Oh, hurry up! We're doing an overtake. We're on a big straight stretch of road. He's in the hard shoulder. He's put on the left indicator, and we're by him. We're going to give him the old double indicators. Are we going to get the flash? Yes, we've got the flash, and that's where we end on this week's Dave Duke podcast. Take it, savage handy.